With us today is former Governor David Patterson to give us an update. He was the governor of the state of New York, and he was the uh, head of the Democratic Party uh, in New York State. And uh, Governor Patterson, uh, give us a briefing. Uh, I mean, are we getting any more common sense in, in the Democratic Party? Is the common sense Democrat standing up to be counted? Well, I was a little surprised this week. Not that President Joe Biden wants to run for re-election. I think everyone knew that. But it was the way he did it. Now, I think if you're 80 years old and you want to show people that you're vibrant, you have energy, and you have passion for the job, you don't tape the announcement. You tape commercials. You don't tape announcements which should be live in front of people and should be interactive. And to give an example, John, when I was 16 years old, 1970, my father, Basil Patterson, was running for lieutenant governor. And there was all this talk about Nelson Rockefeller being too old to serve anymore. He'd already served three terms, and he was going for a fourth term. And uh, Governor Rockefeller has his announcement. He could never get away with this today, John. But he had his announcement at Jones Beach. He's surrounded by 10 women in bathing suits. Oh, my God. Revealing bathing suits. In other words, even I could see it. And so he talks to the press. He says he's running for re-election answers a few questions, and then he answers some questions. He goes, I'm tired of answering any more questions. He runs and dives in the water. All the women run and dive in the water, too. And I turned to my father, and I said, Dad, I think we're cooked. In <laughs> other words, that's the way to show people that you have energy and, and youth when, when you want to do it. I was very surprised that that act, that, you know, that that Did he win or lose? Uh, he won. He won. He won by six, seven points, as I remember. Is that a fourth term? He got a fourth term, and then if you remember, he won in 58, 62, 66, and 70. In the middle of his fourth term, he resigned, and then he becomes vice president when President Ford goes into office, and of course, President Nixon had resigned. Isn't he the one that said, I never, I never want to be vice president of anything? Yeah, that's right, and then he became vice president. <laughs> Pretty interesting. But he wasn't on the ticket in... 90 uh in two in uh, 1976 when um uh, when when uh ford was now running for president i think his vice president was senator schweikert from pennsylvania or something like that i never heard of him did he lose who uh, ford yes yeah yeah he lost <laughs> he lost that's to, why i never heard of the vice he, president he lost to a peanut farmer named jimmy carter <laughs> oh you're right you're absolutely right. If, so, he, if he had, uh, uh, why did he uh, take uh, uh, Rockefeller off the ticket? I don't, I've never understood that. Rockefeller, I think, saw himself as a fill-in, and maybe when he got to be vice president, he realized he was right in the first place. He wouldn't want to be vice president of anything. But in other days, words, they didn't let him buy any paper clips? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this. These days, uh, vice presidents and um, lieutenant governors have futures that they often don't know about. But one other thing that happened in the, the news this week, John, was that the city council picked out overtime being spent at the police department as something they wanted to cut. And once again, a man who I think is doing a good job but has low you know, approval ratings did the right thing. Eric Adams said, how could you be wanting to cut overtime for the police with the crime we're facing right now 
unless you're against the police. He said, I'm for the police, and I'm not going to allow that. And I believe that that uh, cutback of the overtime for police was taken off the table. Wow. And uh, there's, this November, all 51 seats are up, aren't they? This November, all city uh, council seats will be up because it's after the reapportionment period where they only ran in 2021, and now they're running again in 2023. Um, and so it should be a pretty active campaign summer in the city council. Let me ask you, how many common sense uh, uh, city council people are there and how many uh, non-common sense people are there? To the first question, six. <laughs> That's all? Uh, I I think there are a lot of city council members that have common sense, but I think that they don't appreciate the public's viewpoint. When people first run for office, they want to meet people, they want to hear what they have to say. As they stay there for periods of time, and it doesn't have to be long, they have this conduct, which I call we know better. Yes, the public says it's crime, but... That's an overstatement. That's actually a perception. We actually know better. Now, in- you know, some of them have been telling me that, and I'm saying, uh, do we live in the same city? Because well, you know- uh, people are scared to walk. Uh, uh, the restaurants are closing early, some of them, because people are, are scared to walk to them. A friend of mine was in the supermarket, and she came through the uh, cashier, and they started checking her, her bags that he bought, that she bought. And she said, wait a minute, I paid for this. And they said, we're checking to make sure that you did. Uh, in the drugstores, everything is locked up. The drugstores are more secure than the banks right now. And whether it's a perception or not, if it's disturbing people, you as a public servant have to respond to it. And you can't respond by saying people are misunderstanding that it's a perception. Um, perceptions become reality because we believe them. And I think that this is one of the disconnects that's existing in the city. But I would have to say that the public's way of addressing this is in elections. And I, I don't see a real surge of people wanting to go to the polls to do anything right now. Sunday morning, we have Washington, we have Albany, a few other the world. Anything else you want to talk about? Well, I thought earlier... Uh, when you were talking with Peter King, this whole issue of China and Russia uh, imbalancing the international power is the most important issue we should be facing. And I think that Democrats should stand shoulder to shoulder with Republicans on this issue, because if we don't stand up to this, uh, we're all going to have big problems down the road. Understood. And I, I believe it because... Uh I think we do have big problems down the road. The confidence factor, and I've said this to uh, Peter King, the confidence factor uh, uh, by foreign uh, uh, people uh, on the you know, White House has, uh, has been reduced. It's, it certainly appears that way, and that's why I'm hoping after that uh, first announcement that President Biden will address this issue he was a common-sense Democrat for years and uh, spoke to these issues very strongly and very powerfully, particularly in the crime bill of 1994, 
there's no reason he can't do it now. Um, somebody's got to do it because this is a real problem. And um, I heard this woman, I think she's the head of the European Bank or something, John, and she said that um, uh, President Xi said that they wanted to be world leaders by 2049. That's not what he said. He said they wanted to dominate and control the world in 1949. 2049. 2049. I'm having trouble with my years this morning, John. Maybe, maybe I uh, should not run for president this year. Uh, well, I think you'd make a better president than what we have. Well, Governor <laughs> David Patterson, thank you so much, and uh, we'll catch up again real soon. Thank you, John.